Yeah. Okay. Right up. All this money, money, money coming to me. No handouts, I really had to do it for me. Watch me work. Watch me work. Watch me work. Get out the dirt. Hi, and welcome to a new episode of the Beauty of Business podcast. Today's guest is an experienced salesman, marketer, and founder. Welcome to the pod, Andy. Hey, brother, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you. Um, for the people who, who don't know you, who are you? What do you do? Uh, so my name is Andy Ardate, and I am a SaaSpreneur, and I sell software as a service. Uh, so an entrepreneur that sells software, that's number one. And number two, I help other people sell software to create reoccurring revenue and passive income. So I have reoccurring revenue by selling my software, but I also coach other people who wants to create that same lifestyle and, you know, be able to make five figures a month reoccurring and live on a beach. That's awesome. Uh, you have ran or still own the marketing agency audit media. That's correct. Yeah. 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 Now I'm actually, I'm actually transitioning out of the marketing services and really just focusing on the, the software. And we are in a, we have a plan where we're partnering up with other marketing agencies to help, them grow their business while they're servicing our customers. So I'm still in the marketing agency world for for sure. Uh, but strategically, one of our paths to make a hundred million dollar business and have a hundred million dollar business portfolio is in uh, acquiring and partnering with the right individuals and the right organizations. Awesome. So, uh, what's the specialty of the of the media company? Is it video? Is it media buying or? Customer acquisition marketing services. So from running, creating marketing funnels, Facebook ads, email sequences, text message sequences, all to generate leads and acquire the customer uh, by booking sales appointments. Awesome. Uh, you've been in the industry for a long time. Um, how's the marketing uh, and also sales uh, changed since you just first started until now? How has sales changed? Yeah, sales and and marketing. Sales for sales for my business, or just in general for our clients. Um, maybe both. Uh, well, for for my business, the way that we sell and the way that we've strategically done over the years, number one has been through webinars. So instead of doing a lot of one on one, which I see a lot of businesses do today, the the strategic approach has been doing webinars where you can get in front of hundreds, if not thousands, of people in a quarter in a six month time frame and be able to sell your product and services at scale. That's number one. Number two is the what I've seen in my clients is that they're adopting the same thing where they're doing the one to many approach versus the one on one approach. Yeah. And and uh, the marketing side, is it uh, since you started, is the same or has it changed in terms of uh, outreach, media buying uh, and creative? I think it's, I think it's tremendous tremendously change. One of the ways that we've seen people acquire leads, for example, has been through landing pages and online forms. That is, it's, it's a process that's still working, but I believe that there's a new way. And that new way is called chat automation, where through Facebook, Instagram, text message, you're able to have AI respond, generate the lead and set up a sales appointment, essentially similar to what a salesperson would do, all automated today. And we're seeing the cost per lead be much lower on chat automation versus a, a online form. So for example, it may cost $30 to get somebody to put their name, email, 
and phone number of your potential customer. It may cost you $30 to get them to that web page and put that name, email, phone number versus I've seen campaigns as low as $1.84 where it costs to get the name, email, phone number through a DM on Instagram. And they both have the same objective, which is get the name, get the email, get the phone number, which is creating a lead and then setting up a sales appointment all automated. They both have the same objective. One cost, you know, substantially lower. So if I were going to spend, if I were going to get a hundred leads, the old way, I would pay a hundred times 30 bucks. So I am, I'm end up making, spending, I'm end up, I end up spending three grand to make, you know, a hundred leads versus if I generate it through chat automation, a hundred bucks, a hundred leads ends up costing me 184 bucks. So I'm able to grow, get more leads and be more strategic in, in creating revenue by using the different way, which is chat automation. So two things that I share so far, number one is going to be hosting webinars, one to many versus one-on-one yeah. -on -one in the sales presentation. And all that is, is like getting a large group of people on Zoom, putting them together and presenting to them and saying, Hey, I have a product. This is what my business does. And if you're interested, let's do business. That's number one. And as far as lead generation, lead generation, chat automation, where you're having DM conversations, that's what actually my software ProGreta does, but you're able to generate leads at a much more financial, financially effective way, which is through Facebook messenger, Instagram messenger, as well as text message. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, when you host these webinars, how do you get people into them and how is the sales cycle from signing up to actually buying? So when they, when we host a webinar, the way that we leverage number one, yes, you can run ads. That is, if you have the financial ability, you can run advertisements, but number two, I leverage other people's email lists, email lists. So for example, I go to an audience, uh, a influencer and I just say, Hey, now it doesn't have to be someone with a million followers. It's someone who could literally have 2000 contacts in their database who is symbiotic with my business. So there's somehow an alignment. For example, I sell software, so I may go to a marketing agency or I may go to an insurance broker. An insurance broker has a list of small businesses who could benefit from my product. So I go to different people and I give them an opportunity to drive traffic to my webinar and we track it, therefore giving them a kickback. I can pay them per lead that registers or I can pay them per signup that actually purchases my product. So that's number one. Number three, that's number, that's number two. Number th So number one is ads. Number two is going to be joint venture on the email list. And number three, I go to local networking events. And when I go to those local networking events, I get in front of my p potential customers and I do chat automation. So I get in front of them and I say, hey, if you're interested in joining my webinar, so I may go to a host of a networking event and tell them, hey, you know, I have a webinar coming up. It's completely free. Would it? would it be valuable to give your audience a free ticket to that event so that way they can learn X? And many hosts will say yes because they want to give value to their audience. So I go on stage for five to 10 minutes and I just let them know like, hey, this is an event that I have coming up. This is the value of the event. This is what you're going to learn. This is my story. And if you're interested in joining my event, text me the word webinar to my cell phone. When they text the word webinar, Progreda, P-R-O-G-R-E-D-A, my software, kicks in automatically to each person individually and says, hey, what's your name? What's your email? What's your phone number? Captures that information and automatically registers them for the webinar. So those three things is how I've been able to fill up our webinars. Last year, we did over 6,500 people in that specific way. You got We got ads, of course, but 
majority of it comes from joint ventures as well as like going to networking events, having people fill up my, uh, fill in the, their keyword to my phone number and then they opt in. So that's how we're getting people in. The second state, the second step of the whole entire funnel itself is that they get automatic email sequences through our software, Progretta, to then go to our actual webinar. When they get to the webinar itself, I then spend 90 minutes and I present to them a product and I explain the value of the product for their business. And then the third element of this entire sales funnel is we do what we call a post webinar interview where we hop on a one-on-one call with them afterwards. So for the people that did not purchase primarily, we get on a call with them afterwards and we just ask them like, hey, do you want to do a social media interview to learn so that way we can learn more about you? That increased the amount of people that show up to our sales calls. And then we do a, a, a pretty much like a podcast-like question where we ask them a couple of questions. And then towards the end, we say, hey, we recognize that you came to the webinar. You did not purchase. What had you not purchased? Could you, could you, you know, educate us a little bit more? What could have been different? And that helps increase the sales because we're able to identify what was ineffective and also answer questions that was their original objection of purchasing. But then they ultimately make can make a decision once again and make a decision to buy on that one-on-one sales call. That's awesome. Takes a lot of work though, huh? Not really. Um, my software automates it. So I used to, I used to have maybe three or four people that was managing this whole entire campaign today. It's all automated through a software. So last year with this over 6,500, I did not have to, it was all automated. Our partners drive traffic into the funnel and then our software goes back and forth with the leads, registers them, reminds them on our website. It changes the date automatically. So I set the year up front. So I set the date of my webinars up front. So for example, today we're recording this in January. Last month in December, I met with my team and we decided all about webinar dates. We put it on my calendar, but we configured our software to automatically update the webinars, the, the landing pages, the email sequences to automatically update with those dates. So the more people that register, it's automatically going to notify them and invite them to come back. And then my sales team automatically gets appointments on their calendar. So they're just like, hey, I got 15 new appointments today that just came in. You know, I, my last call right now before this call was with my sales team leader. And I just said, hey, how many appointments have you got? And she gave me the number. And she's like, all these people automatically booked. So in the beginning, it was a lot of work, but I did it manually. But with ProGreta, I'm able to automate and streamline this entire process all automated. That sounds really good. Um, yeah, you're now working on ProGreta. Um, You've mentioned it a couple of times, but what is it? Uh, give me give me the pitch. Uh, Progretta is a chat automation software that allows you to streamline email, text messages, and stream, streamline emails, text messages, and DMs to your potential customers. You can on the software you can build out websites, build out email marketing campaigns, and be able to track your 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 contacts. It's a CRM that streamlines your entire business when it comes down to sales and marketing. That sounds nice. Um, especially for agency owners uh, like myself. Yeah, with this with this platform, you're able to have a step-by-step -step system that is can automate any and most of your sales processes all the way up to the actual sales presentation. And the way that we automate even a sales presentation is we create what we call a video sales letter, which I'm sure you're familiar with, right? Sure. Where we record a video. So for example, we have our systems where we automate uh, our, our course, I have a course, online course, where I tell, I teach people how to sell software, right? And how to make monthly recurring revenue. They pay $6,000 for this online course. 
So if I go on a, on a, on a platform and I tell people, hey, if you're interested in creating 10 grand in monthly reoccurring revenue, I'm going to show you how. Go to gosaslaunch.com and I'll show you how to create monthly recurring revenue through selling through webinars. And people who go there, they then go through a three-day event. They watch a training that I do, and then I give them an opportunity to purchase a course at six grand. But all of that is all automated. I'm not even part of their sales process because the video itself to sell the $6,000 program is an hour long that I recorded one time at an airport. And they're able to go in. Uh, just last quarter, we had over 45 people purchase our $6,000 course, all automatic. That's uh, really good stats. And it's kind of free in terms of time use. It's just, it's uh, this beautiful numbers. Um, what inspired you to start the, the SaaS company? What, inst what inspired me to start the SaaS company because I was running a marketing agency, which took a lot of legwork. It took a, uh, a tremendous amount of time to create marketing campaigns and manage Facebook ads and email marketing sequences and for our, for our clients. It took a lot of time. And, and there was one specific scenario where my wife was uh, a project manager in my organization and she was managing a project. And the client, although I have a big staff at the time, I had over 40 people working for me. Although I have a pretty decent sized staff, uh, this individual, a customer, wanted to speak to either Andy or my wife. It was like one of those two. I, I'm like, hey, we have 38 other people that you can talk to in our company. And they wanted to speak directly to, to us. And it was at that moment where I realized that this model was not going to give us the time freedom that we wanted. So we decided that what was important to us. And in order to create the lifestyle that we wanted, every time that we acquired a customer, we wanted to create a recurring income. I've had months where I've for example, I can sell 10 people on a $10,000 service. Let's say we create the online course, 10 people on a $10,000 service, kudos to us and our team, we made a hundred grand. However, that $10,000 requires time. Where on the other side, software, it's like creating a Google doc. And with automations, you can create a Google doc automatically today. So with someone going in and purchase, we're not part of the sales process whatsoever or the fulfillment process in, in software. However, when we're, when you're doing marketing services, you're heavily involved, you're strategizing, you're fixing Facebook pixels and going back and forth with landing pages and you're optimizing landing pages and you're going back and forth trying to figure out what's going to be working when with software where you're giving someone the tools. So it's, it's, I want you to create a, I want to paint the picture. I'd rather sell the hammer than build than me, the person to build a house. Now a hammer costs, you know, 10, 15 bucks. But to build a house, I could probably get more money, of course. However, I can sell thousands upon thousands upon thousands of hammers and make the same amount of money in less than, less uh, in less time. Because if I sell a thousand hammers today, cool, it's automatic. It's I'm not have to be involved with the process when they go build that house. But if I'm the person building the house, which is equal to building a, doing a marketing agency, then I can only be focused on one house at a time. No matter how good my business is, I can only focus on yeah. one house at a time. And if I'm scaling, then what I'm really doing is I'm focusing on one house at a time that's being built multiple times over. However, with software, you build one product and you, you allow it to be copy and pasted as many times as you can sell it. A thousand times, 15,000 15, times. So that's why I decided to go through software because I can sell software today, automatic. And I'll, I'll, I'll share with you in a, a quick scenario. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, I was in the Philippines 
and I took my entire staff. So essentially my office was closed. I took my entire staff. We went to a resort in the Philippines, in Batangas, Philippines, and it was a beautiful experience. And I went to my developer, who is a developer on my, on my, on my team, my lead developer. And I said to him, I said, Hey, did you check the Stripe account? Right. My team has access to the, to the finances. I said, Hey, did you check the Stripe account? He's like, no, I'm on vacation. I didn't check the account. I said, I, regardless of what I mean, I just check it every day. And we got a bunch of new sales automatic and no one's working, man. No one's working. And we always did our own little kudos and our own little, you know, powwow because our business was able to create new customers, create reoccurring revenue. So we still got paid from past customers who are utilizing our technology that day. And we were able to acquire new customers, all automatic. And that's the value of software marketing agency. As soon as someone buys, okay, they got to go through onboarding. Somebody's got to hop on zoom. Somebody's got to guide them, so on and so forth. With software, it's all automated. Yeah, I can really relate because uh, uh, January has been so far a very good month for us, but the workload is is piling up so quickly. Um, so, on onboarding takes a couple of hours, um, and then you have to set up all the ads and stuff. And yeah, it's nice, a nice recurring revenue, but yeah, it's uh, you reach a threshold where you can't actually work anymore uh, and then you need to hire people and then for a marketing agency Alex the, the the more your business grows the more people you need and you can make an effort to try to automate a lot of the processes through APIs and automations and Zapier and whatever else that you can hook up together however at the end of the day you're still going to need more people to fulfill I was listening yeah. to a podcast when I was at the gym this morning and it was talking about uh, building a $100 million business with 23 employees. The characteristics of an organization that makes $100 million with 23 million with 23 employees is majority from the sales to the fulfillment is all automated. You're just managing, you're building a team to manage the automations and the systems. And that's the difference between a marketing agency and someone who does SaaS. If you do a marketing agency work, look, man, for me, when I ran my marketing agency, to be honest and vulnerable with you, Alex, I couldn't see myself having kids. I couldn't, I couldn't see myself being able to live a lifestyle that I truly wanted in the marketing agency world. I was making money. Don't get it twisted. I was, I was making six figures a month. Don't yeah. get it twisted. I'm, I'm, I'm making a little bit of money, but the software game, making six figures in the software game, it's, I'm, me and my wife now are just having conversations. Where are we traveling to next? Like next week, I was just in the Philippines couple of weeks ago i was just in san diego this weekend the week i live in las vegas today uh, two weeks before that i was in california we're traveling all over next week i'm in portland oregon this weekend i'm doing a staycation in las vegas we're going out to the strip and going out to the to the hotel so every weekend it's like where do we want to go when i ran a marketing agency i could not do that brother but today when we run software it's like hey just work your three to four days a week and go ahead and record some videos to guide people who are using the software but besides that everything's all on autopilot just create reoccurring income it's a different play my friend it's a different world yeah and it's kind of uh infinitely scalable as well uh in terms of your total addressable market um and then it's just a matter of cost per per acquisition and uh but who who do you see as your kind of competitors in your niche um and who is your ideal customer? So there's two things that you just said 
it's infinitely scalable and it all depends on customer acquisition, but also cost per retention on yeah. what it costs to retain, what it costs to retain a customer because the biggest killer in software is, is churn. Yeah. How often, how often and how much are you churning? What percentage are you churning at? And, and the customers are leaving. But to answer your question, the people that I serve are going to be people who are business coaches and consultants who are consulting different people on their business. So I consult with them on how to grow and scale their business through automation. So for example, a business coach who has an online course and they want to sell more of their online course, I'm going to share with them the exact blueprint that I use to sell a couple of hundred people on software, a couple hundred people on my, my coaching programs and so on and so forth. So I give them the step-by-step and the play-by-play systems, which is host your webinars, have virtual assistants run your entire business for you, create SOPs and processes that allows you to sell your online course all automated. Those three things. Now, the people who are my competitor, there are large competitors that are much bigger than me in the space, but there are certain things that we add in value that they can't, they can't because of the size that they're at, they're not able yeah. to add the same amount of value. So there are large organizations in the space, such as HubSpot, Infusionsoft, so on and so forth. But then there are other people who are in the space that, man, this so small, I can't, I don't even know who they are. Oh, that's, that's true. Um, in terms of uh, the business, are you uh, looking to scale it to a certain um, certain size uh, or revenue and then sell it? Or is this kind of your uh, business for life? So we are building a $100 million portfolio. And the way that we do that, our, our software, Progretta, is white-labeled with our infrastructure on top of it. So we white-label the, the, t- the technology and we put our systems, our processes, and that's what gives us the value. The same way that you can white label Google today. You can take Google's uh, system or GitHub and you can build a platform on top of it. So that's what we did with Progretta. So we white label that and then we built the infrastructure around it to be able to support small businesses to grow and scale their business. Now, the same system, the same process that I'm doing, I am helping a group of other people to white label their own software and create a multi-million dollar organization in their business. Therefore, with my software plus the evaluation of a, a group of other people that if I coach them, create them, give them success, I'm going to ask them for a stake in the business and give them money for that stake in the business, therefore creating a $100 million uh, software portfolio. So we're building a software. Now, my current software is valued at, we just did the calculations, $3.6 million. Eight months ago, it was valued at $1.9 million. But as of today, it's valued at $3.6 million. So for example, if I'm able to, if I were to sell that by myself, at the $3.6 million, at $3.6 million, that's if I went by myself. If I took the same business, same uh, EBITDA, same profit, same software, same SOPs, same team, same processes, and I put it inside of a pool that was maybe 15 different businesses that was just like mine, that $3.6 million can skyrocket to $6.6 million or $6.8 million or even $7.2 million because the value of my organization when when put in a portfolio is much more valuable, similar to selling a house or buying a house. It's much more valuable one house. Uh, one house by itself is not as valuable as compared to 150 houses. If you were going to sell it at, as a portfolio, you're going to get more bang for your buck because you're going to be talking to the big boys. When you're talking to the little guy, they can only spend so much money. But when you talk about the big boys who are essentially have infinite money, they're going to be able to spend a quite, you know, quite a big buck for your, 
uh, quite a big buck for your for your software. So I'm taking my software and I'm putting it with a pool of other people's softwares. Now, the pool of other people's software that I'm talking about are people that I'm coaching from zero. So meaning people who don't have a software today, they don't have any knowledge per se of running their business. They may have white labeled it, but they don't really understand how what it takes to run the business. We're going to give them all of our SOPs, all of our process, how we hire the virtual assistants, how we train them, what systems they follow, how we onboard, the SOPs to onboard, literally a business in a box. All they got to do is to essentially check in with their customers and sell to new customers and all their systems are going to be all automated. We're just going to duplicate that. Now, the reason I'm doing that is because each one is going to have a specific niche. So for example, if I'm talking to Deborah and Deborah's a ha hairstylist and she's like, Andy, I want to do my own software just like yours. And I want to white label it just like how you did. I'm going to say, Deborah, you're in, see, Andy's a business coach and a business consultant. However, you have experienced as a hairstylist. If you create a software for other hairstylists and you get 300 people on your software and those 300 people are paying $297 a month for your software, your business, your software alone is making $89,100 a month in monthly reoccurring revenue. That is going to be a, a tremendous. Now, imagine I had 10 Debras in different industries, construction, hair salon, uh, coach, nursing, hospice care, and all these different industries. And we go together as a pool and we had 10 businesses that are doing just the same. That's $891,000 that we're making in monthly reoccurring revenue as a portfolio not individually, as a portfolio. You multiply that by 12 months, that's $10.6 million that this organization as a portfolio is creating. I go to a private equity firm and I say, hey, we have a portfolio, different niches, so that way your money's diversified, you're not by yourself. It's not one SaaS, it's a group of different SaaSs. That's making $10.6 million a year annually. How much of that do you wanna, do you wanna have? And they're gonna say, well, how many customers is actually on there. And I'm going to say, well, I, out of the whole entire portfolio, man, we have a total sum of 4,500 customers totally in all the softwares. The value of that and the likelihood of it crashing is very low. So they'll be willing to spend 10 times the revenue, 12 times the web revenue. So a $10 million a year company organization, a portfolio, they'll say, hey, we'll put up $100 million for that. Because we know out of 4,500 customers, it's very unlikely for all of them to be washed away next month. Yeah. So at least if we just keep the $10 million that's coming in and be able to add on top of it, man, we have a good asset. But you can't do that when you're small. Like 100 grand is not going to do much. So that's what we're working toward right now where we're growing Progretto, which is my software, but I'm also coaching a group of other people who are who go to gosaslosh.com. And when they get there and they're looking to build their SaaS, we're literally consulting with them on how they can grow theirs. So that way they can be part of that portfolio in the next five to eight years when I go to that table. Also like a really good plan with multiple legs to stand on. Um, whereas many just have one and most SaaS companies only have one as well. Um, cause they only offer kind of one SaaS for one niche. Um, whereas you actually serve kind of everyone or every type of business. In, in total. Yeah. I mean, the, the value of it, like I, I was consulting with uh, someone who is doing the da a dance studio SaaS, right? So imagine if they have 600 dance studio owners in that software that is running their business in that software, all of their leads, 
are coming to that software, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Like they're running their business in that software. The value for a dance studio conglomerate that a dance studio organization that may sell different products to dance studios that are currently today, they're making $75 million a year. They're already uh, a bigger player. They're making 75 to, uh, to $80 million a year. They sell different products to dance studio owners. The value of them purchasing a software that has 500 dance studio owners, it is in alignment with their business. They'll have the ability to buy out that small organization and give value to the owner who runs that SaaS. So it's a big opportunity, but look, if you do it strategically, and that's what we're doing right now, Progretto, we're growing our software, but we're also helping other people grow theirs. Um, you talked a little bit about you, you and your wife traveling, um, but you also talk about building the, the $100 million portfolio. Um, are you trying to build lifestyle business, be a full-time entrepreneur, or what's the kind of balance you're looking for? Uh, well, I mean, my wife grounds me with the lifestyle portion. Otherwise, man, I would work 15 hours a day. I just I just love working. Yeah, but I can tell. Yeah, I just love, this is what I love doing, man. This 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 is something I've been, so I'm almost 30 now. I'm 29, I just turned 29, and, but I've been doing this since I was 10 years old, man. And when I share this with you, like, I've been on the hustle. I've been on the grind for, for years. So I share that with you because this is a game for me, and I'm just enjoying it, and I'm having fun and doing it. Yeah. Oh, uh, I can relate. I, uh, I, I love working, too. Um, so... It's it helps having someone who can, like you say, ground you or uh, help you experience other things than just the office. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you're also working with your wife. How's the, that experience been? So in the beginning, actually, my wife, I met my wife at a seminar. So part of my business model is I bring entrepreneurs together in live events, uh, whether it's online or in person. And I held a seminar in person in Los Angeles in 2019. She sat front row and she was stunning, beautiful. I contacted her, stayed in touch with her, uh, built a relationship with her over time. We dated and then I proposed a couple of years later. And she was so she was always ingrained in part of my business and she was always part of the, biz, the, the vision that I was creating with my life. And she decided that she wants to be a part of it and she has been and she's also supporting and expanding it. So actually even the software that uh, Progretta is built on, she was the one that actually founded it. And and we walked in together and we saw the opportunity to grow this thing. So she's right there alongside with me. So all this entire journey that I've been on, she's been a part of it. That's awesome. Do you have any advice to two couple who wants to work together or are working together? Uh, I think it takes two two dynamic people to work together. I don't think it's going to be as easy because what some of the advice that I've received is like when you're an entrepreneur, especially you're in the small, you're in the, your small business size, each person is very important to the organization compared to if you have a thousand employees, one person, it may not be as important, right? You can find something to do, but each person is very, at a small business size, each person is very important in running the operations. And the fact that each person is very important, usually it's backed by some some type of production that the person needs to do. 
So if you're a, a gentleman and you're running a business and you have your wife in a position and it's backed by a production, some type of metric, like we need this many podcasts or this many leads or this many calls or this many deals or this many whatever, then that could put a strain where when you see that individual at home and you're spending time with them personally, but in the back of your head, you're like, hey, I, I need you to produce these yeah. specific results. Yeah, that could put a strain on their personal side. If you're able to separate the two and you're able to communicate with your wife or your husband during working hours, as well as be able to separate the personal, like, hey, literally show up as a different person when you come home and it's personal time, you may have a great dynamic. If you're not able to do that, I think that's where in trouble starts. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you do uh, a lot of webinars and also conferences. Uh, most people are more terrified of speaking in front of people than actually dying. Um, what are your best tips about uh, on getting better at public speaking? I've done over 300 of these webinars and events uh, in the last few years, and I host them. I just did one last week. Uh, I did I did one two weeks ago, and I do them for our clients as well. And I set them up for, for them, and I consult with them. So the tips that I would give is number one, understand this. Fear is a direction. Understand this, like fear, like that nervousness that you have when you're about to go on stage, you're about to do something. That's a direction. Go, take heed on that. Go inside of that journey. And understand that when you feel that nervousness, that's the direction for you to go. Like if I were to be, if I were to feel that butterfly feeling in my stomach, I don't look at it as that's not the way to go. I look at it more so as that's the Holy Spirit leading me and saying, no, do it this. So that's number one. Number two is practice. Practice in the mirror. Practice, practice, practice. The number three is envision what success looks like. So I laid down and I would go moment by moment imagining what my presentation looks like and what the results are going to be from my presentation. Do those three things and you'll be completely fine. Number one, fear is a direction. Number two, practice, practice. Practice in the mirror. Even my wife, for example, my wife has done webinars. I'm, I mean, there's been part of different webinars that we uh, done, for example, all women events. I mean, they can still buy our product. So an all women event, what we do is we just put my wife in that position, right? And what we'll do for practice is we'll set up the PowerPoint on our, like our living room TV and she'll play, she'll go through the whole pitch, the whole presentation. And then I'll say, this is where you could tweak, this is where you could do different. And then she'll be like, oh, okay, okay, let me try it again. And do another presentation right from the, right from the jump, right? Just for her to then, uh, just for her to then, when she goes on the presentation, she's like, I already practiced. And then she already envisioned what success looks like. I mean, at that point, you know, success is inevitable. That's very true. Um, it takes a lot of practice and then a lot of times in front of a crowd. Because uh, the webinar is one thing, because you have some distance, uh, but the actual in-person conference i imagine there's a bit higher uh heart rate going on say that again uh your heart rates might be a bit bit higher when you go into the conference than on the webinar yeah i mean it, it i'm sure it does go up uh, it's gone off for me I've, I've never tracked my heart rate that i remember uh, but i'm sure it goes up but regardless there's some breath work exercises that I do, which is just slow down my breath. So like this morning I was running 
and I was running with heavier weights, so I mean, making it even harder to run. And when I got out, a little bit out of breath, I take a deep breath and I just hold it to calm myself down, to slow things down. And I'll do the same thing if I'm going on a stage and just hold it. And I, the longer that I hold it, the slower my heart rate goes, goes down, then it puts me back at normal instantly. So without me having to stay in that state for a long period of time, I'm able to control my heart rate and I'm able to control my breath. Awesome. Uh, final question. Uh, what is the beauty of business for you? The beauty of business for me is freedom, my friend. Um, especially when you're running the right business. If you're running the wrong business, it's kind of like marriage or friendships. If you have the wrong friendship, the wrong guy friend or, or friend that's a woman, if you have the wrong friend, they can take you down. If you have the wrong wife, wrong husband, they can take you down. Same thing is if you have the wrong business, I can take you down. The beauty of business is freedom if you have the right business. And I believe the right business has a few characteristics. The first characteristic is going to be the way that revenue is created. If you can predictably create revenue. Now, something that you didn't know, Alex, is I am one of the youngest T-Mobile franchise owners. At 19 years old, I opened up my first T-Mobile location. Within a year and a half, I mean, I had four locations. So before I could even drink alcohol, I had four uh, cell phone stores selling cell phones. Now, that was about a decade ago. However, that is my journey, right? And I've, so I've been in that business. And I realized that the reason T-Mobile and other companies were create, growing large is because they had monthly recurring revenue. Now, the cell phone dealer doesn't get monthly recurring revenue. They, they get paid when a phone is sold. Yeah. However, T-Mobile as an organization, they got monthly recurring revenue. So the freedom in the right business is to have money that continually stacks. So meaning if you get one customer today and that customer pays you $100 a month every single month because they find it to be valuable. That's why I chose software. They pay you $100 a month. The more customers you add, the more money you make. If you're in the one-time transaction business, every single month, you're just going, you're starting at zero. Even if you own a restaurant, like every single month, you're starting at zero and you got to go ahead and acquire new customers. So the right business, the first characteristic is to have monthly recurring revenue. The second characteristic is automation. Uh, fulfillment can be automated. The challenge for most businesses, especially in the marketing agency space, is you yeah. can't automate fulfillment. You can't automate someone's Google ads and marketing funnels to like a portion of that is going to be manual. No matter how many zap years you create, a portion of that is going to be manual. And that's where your scalability is limited because you're going to be dependent on uh, uh, competent people to run that portion of your business. Where, for example, for me, I'm in software. I'm just like, dude, you set it up once and it's done and it keeps on updating, keeps on updating. Number three element is that you have your ability to scale and grow with partners rather than every, doing everything yourself. If you are able to accomplish those three things, you will create a lifestyle that has freedom and a business that creates freedom for you rather than a business that's just another job that, that sucks you dry. That's very true. Uh, where can people find you, get in contact with you or your software? Uh, yeah. If you're interested in white labeling a software where the software, I mean, white label costs 500 bucks a month. So it's low entry point to get in. If you're interested to take a software, put your name on it and then put your logo on it and sell it as your own software. That's what we've done sell it as your own software. You can get a hundred people paying you directly 500 bucks a month. It doesn't cost you a penny to give them an account, but they get their own account. They're paying you 500 bucks a month. If that's interesting to you, let's go to gosaslaunch.com. S-A-A-S. gosaslaunch.com. Learn more about how you can get started in building your own software. 
and be a part of potentially be a part of this portfolio as your business grows. I'll coach you and I'll guide you. Awesome. Uh, links will of course be in the description and show notes on on uh, Spotify. Thank you. Thank you, my friend.